Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Hello, and how y'all doing today? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. A little chilly here today. Today's show is sponsored by WGO Consulting, the go-to company for buying and selling equipment companies. The company is headed up by the industry's leading legal mind, Mr. James Waite. Hi to him, an associate. We can be reached at James or Donald at WGOConsulting.com. So do you have a, a construction equipment company? Do you have a continuity plan for someone to take over your business, be it family or employees? We have buyers looking for rental equipment businesses. If you don't have a plan, we can help. As always, a big thank you to all of my faithful followers. I'm truly humbled by the fact that you take the time to listen to the show. Tell your friends and associates. I hope you enjoyed last week's show about things successful leaders have given up. Have you asked yourself, how do I manage? How do I lead? And a quick plug about my new book available on Amazon entitled, Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. Jump on my roller coaster as I, like many of you, thought I was set for life in the family rental business. You'll find horrific accidents, drugs, death, lawsuits, setbacks, and comebacks. And that's just the beginning of it all in almost 50 years in rental. Again, available on Amazon.com. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show and let me know if there's a certain guest or, more importantly, a subject you'd like to have on the show. I can always be reached at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Or you can call or text me at 504-615-0540. So what's new in the world of rental today? Many are dealing with weather issues in most of the country. Remember, safety first. And remember, the ARA show is right around the corner in February. Not too early to start that shopping list. And I know the show is typically a, a big buying show for many, but I would... Uh, I would only make this one little suggestion if you're in the aerial business. With the new ANSI standards coming out, you've got a deadline to have equipment. So you might look at buying now before the show uh, and beat the ANSI deadline, and that way you'd be grandfathered in for the equipment that you already have in your fleet. So last week, I mentioned it's not too early to start on your 2020 business plan. Today, I want to talk about a subject that's very relative to your upcoming planning, the strategic plan. So what is strategic planning? Strategic planning is an organizational management activity that is used to set priorities, focus energy and resources, strengthen operations, ensure that employees and other stakeholders are working toward common goals, establish agreement around intended outcomes and results, and assess and adjust the organization's direction in a response to a changing environment. It is a disciplined effort that produces fundamental decisions and actions that shape and guide what an organization is, who it serves, what it does, and why it does it with a focus on the future. Effective strategic planning articulates not only where an organization is going and the actions needed to make progress, but also how it will know if it is successful. That's a lot, 
but can you put it in writing? So what is a strategic plan? A strategic plan is a document used to communicate with the organization, the organization's goals, the actions needed to achieve those goals, and all of the other critical elements developed during the planning exercise. So what is strategic management and what is strategic execution? Strategic management is a comprehensive collection of ongoing activities and processes that organizations use to systematically coordinate and align resources and actions with mission, vision, and strategy throughout an organization. Strategic management activities transform the static plan into a system that provides strategic performance feedback to decision-making and enables the plan to evolve and grow as requirements and other circumstances change. Strategic execution is basically synonymous with strategic management and amounts to the systematic implementation of a strategy. So, that's a lot. What are the steps in strategic planning and management? There are many different frameworks and methodologies for strategic planning and management. While there are no absolute rules regarding the right framework, most follow a similar pattern and have common attributes. Many frameworks cycle through some variation on some very basic phrases. One, analysis or assessment, where an understanding of the current internal and external environments is developed. Two, strategy formulation, where high-level strategy is developed and a basic organization-level strategic plan is documented. Three, strategic execution, where the high-level plan is translated into more operational planning and action items. And four, evaluation or sustainment management phase, where ongoing refinement and evaluation of performance, culture, communications, data reporting, and other strategic management issues occur. And what are the attributes of a good planning framework? The Association of Strategic Planning, the ASP, it's a US-based nonprofit professional association dedicated to advancing thought and practice in strategy development and deployment. As they've developed a lead, think, plan, act, rubric, an accompanying body of knowledge to capture and disseminate best practice in the field of strategic planning and management. ASP has also developed criteria for assessing strategic planning and management frameworks against the body of knowledge. There are numerous strategic planning and management frameworks that meet these criteria, such as strategy management groups, nine steps to success, which you can find on the ASP website. Now there are seven elements of a strategic plan. I know it always sounds so simple, but these are seven of the things that can go into your plan. Again, the strategic plan is a document that establishes the direction of an organization. It can be a single page or fill up a binder, depending on the size and complexity of the business and work. 
Most managers can benefit from having a strategic plan. The process of developing a plan helps the manager and the team step back and examine where they are, where they want to go, and how to get there. In the absence of a plan, work still gets done on a day-to-day basis, but often lacks a sense of purpose and priority. The seven basic elements of a strategic plan. While they can be much more included in the plan, these seven elements will help you get started. First, a vision statement. A vision statement describes the way you envision your business. As such, it should communicate that dream to your employees and customers in an inspirational manner. A vision statement should be reviewed continuously to ensure it is still aligned with the way you see your company. Harley Davidson's vision statement, as an example, focuses on keeping its brand internationally known and valued using the combined power of its stakeholders and employees to drive value and innovation. Here's what it says. Harley-Davidson Inc. is an action-oriented international company, a leader in its commitment to continuously improve our mutually beneficial relationships with stakeholders, that is customers, suppliers, employees, shareholders, government, and society. Harley-Davidson believes the key to success is to balance stakeholders' interests through the empowerment of all employees to focus on value-added activities. So, do you have a vision statement? Have you ever even considered writing one? Next, the mission statement. While a vision describes how you view your business to your customers and stakeholders, a mission statement describes what you do currently. It often describes what you do, for who, and how. Focusing on your mission each day should enable you to reach your mission, excuse me, your vision. A mission statement could broaden your choices and or narrow them. A vision and mission can also be combined in the same statement. The Walt Walt Disney Company does this. Here's, Here's what they say. The mission of the Walt Disney Company is to entertain inform and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds, and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. Now note that the statement is both aspirational, for example, is to, and descriptive of what they do and how they do it, as they say, through the blank. So, do you have a mission statement? Then we move on to core values. Let me back up a second for mission statements. Many companies that I've seen websites have their mission statements on their website. When you go to the about button on a web page, you'll typically see something about a mission statement, which means in the rental business, uh, we will provide the highest quality of equipment at a fair and reasonable price and we'll knock you dead with service along the way if you'll uh, be kind enough to honor us with your business. 
That's the kind of mission statements that you typically find uh, for many, many rental companies. And as always, it's all about the service after the rental. So do you have a mission statement? And if you have one, do you post it on your website? And then we move on to core values. Core values describe your beliefs and behaviors. They are the beliefs you have that will enable you to achieve your mission and vision. Coca-Cola lists its core values as leadership, the courage to shape a better future, collaboration, leverage collective genius, integrity, be real, accountability, if it is to be, it's up to me. Passion, committed in heart and mind. Diversity, as inclusive as our brands. Quality, what we do, we do well. Are your core values in writing? I mean, Coca-Cola is a huge company and probably one of the greatest brand names in the country at this point. So you might just take a little lead from them to see what all they're doing along the way and see if you can come close to uh, getting some core values like that. And I have seen core values on many rental companies' websites that I have uh, checked on along the way. So with that, uh, before we go on to the, to the next subject, we're going to probably take a quick break here. And uh, we'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about the next step which is SWOT analysis, something that we're all very, very familiar with uh, and have probably done that exercise from time to time. And I think it's important to uh, uh, think about this analysis. So let's take a break and uh, go back to Voice America. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie genuine parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. 
Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we are talking about strategic planning. And there are seven elements uh, that can go into a strategic plan. We already talked about a vision statement and a mission statement and core values. And now I'd like to talk about SWOT analysis, as we have discussed this on previous shows. And I think everybody pretty much knows that SWOT is an acronym for Strengths, Weakness, Opportunities, and Threats. A SWOT analysis provides businesses a situational investigation into their position in the market. It allows you to spot and name the important aspects happening and, ad- and adversaries of your business. A business's strength could be its ability to attract local customers, while its weakness might be an inability to break into a non-local consumer base. A local competitor with ties to non-local customers could be facing a financial situation, giving this business an opportunity. However, the other business remains a threat if it pulls out of the crisis. If another competitor is trying to expand its customer base, it's a threat as well. The plan should also include long-term goals. Long-term goals are statements that drill down a level below the vision and describe how you plan to achieve it. This set of goals usually starts three years out and extends to around five years into the future, directly aligning with the mission and vision statements. Long-term goals are the milestones a company sets to guide operations toward their far-reaching objectives. Some examples of long-term goals could be for a business to strengthen its hold on the local market, increasing profits, or expanding its operations and sales. And next, yearly objectives. Each long-term goal should have a few one-year objectives that advance your goals. 
Each objective should be as smart as possible. Smart meaning specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. After you make your yearly objectives, you might break each one down further into short-term goals, which define the actions and objectives for the next three months to get you to your yearly goals. The plans for achieving your short-term goals are your action plans. And there are always action plans. Each objective should have a plan that details how it will be achieved. The amount of detail depends on the amount of flexibility you want your managers and team to have. The more detail there is, the less flexibility those that have, follow it have. It's been said that a vision without a plan is just a dream. A plan without a vision is just drudgery. But a vision with a plan can change the world. Creating a plan to achieve your business objectives may not change the world, but it is possible to change your business. Some of the most successful corporations started in garages and through planning became industry giants. So again, those seven items for the strategic plan include vision statement, mission statement, core values, SWOT analysis, long-term goals, yearly objectives, and action plans. So, do you have the time and courage to put all of this in writing? Can't be done overnight. So strategic planning, there's steps. Prepare, create, and deploy your strategy. Strategic success is closer than you think, especially once you follow these meticulously crafted steps. You've likely heard that nine out of 10 organizations fail to execute their strategies. The natural question then is why? The answer is and can be complex. Strategies fail for hundreds of reasons. Some are poorly researched, some don't involve the right people, and others simply don't track the right elements. But you can be in the 10% of businesses that actually make their strategic plan stick. So there's three areas. Prepare for strategic planning, create your strategic plan, and put your strategic plan into practice. It's for this very reason this ultimate guide to strategic planning has been created. And we'll walk through these three critical phases. Again, prepare, create, and put into practice. Many companies beat the odds in the strategy planning and execution game. Statistics say that following this three-phase approach will help you end up with high-quality results. So before we dive into these topics, let's remind ourselves on what strategic planning is and why it's critical. Strategic planning is the practice of looking forward outside the immediate future for your organization to reach a particular set of goals. It also involves laying out step-by-step step how you're going to get there. 
Without this foundation in place, you're likely to get caught up in a tornado of urgent activities that may not actually benefit your organization in the long term, and that's no way to run a company. So prepare for strategic planning. First, gather your team and create a timeline. Let's get one thing straight now. If your organization has turned to you or your department, a colleague, etc., and requested that you make a strategic plan and then report back to the leadership team when you're done, stop right where you are. That's not a, an effective plan. Why? You need to have buy-in across the organization. And so you need leadership involvement from the beginning. Now let's talk about the major player needed in, for this process, the strategic planner. The strategic planner's job is to align thoughts from the leadership team with a process the organization can use to execute on their strategy. If this is your role, or even if you're just highly involved in the process, this guide will be immensely helpful as you navigate the coordination of the strategy. The strategic planner will also need the help of a cross-functional team that involves members of the, say, board or leadership, along with representatives from finance, human resources, operations, sales, service, and any other critical functions. So you got to create a reasonable timeline, too. Next, you need to work out a timeline in which you can complete your strategic plan and move through the process. Reasonable is the key word here, and that depends on your organization's maturity level with regard to strategic planning. If you refresh your strategic plan every year, you might be able to work through this process in four to five weeks. If you've never done strategic planning before, six months could be a more realistic time frame. Whatever the case, don't expect this to be done by the end of the week because you'll be disappointed. And here's a tip. It's important to understand strategy versus tactics. Strategy is focused on the destination and how you're going to get there. And tactics are focused on the specific actions you plan to take along the way. So while this whole process is focused on your overall strategy, that is your long-term goals and how you'll achieve them, you'll be placing a lot of emphasis on the smaller steps, the practices, resources, initiatives, you'll take to get there. Make sure your leadership team knows the difference between strategy and tactics going forward. Sometimes it is smart to keep leadership out of the tactics, but other times you might need a strong hand to guide the organization through some of the details. The next thing would be to gather the inputs to your plan. You got to get appropriate background information for your strategic plan. So before I dig into that, we'll take another quick break and go back to Voice America. And when we come back, we'll talk about those uh, issues. Thank you.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back, and thanks for joining me today. Uh, today's subject is about strategic planning. I'm going to tell you, i got so much stuff to cover that we're going to go through to the end of the show and not have any more breaks. So we were talking about strategic planning and the prepare, create, and deploy your strategy. And the first step was gather your team and create a timeline. And now we're going to step two, which is gather the inputs to your plan. So you got to get appropriate background information for your strategic plan. So it's time to dig into your internal and external information. Internal inputs. Do you know if one branch of your business is growing faster than another? If so, does this mean you'll focus more energy on the faster growing area or shift to help the underperforming areas? These are key questions you'll have to assess. External inputs you may find that parts of your business have shifted or outside factors are playing a role in where your business is headed. For example, 
In the late 1990s, the music industry evolved from albums to streaming, impacting many businesses who were associated with the industry. Or if you're in the manufacturing industry and do a great deal of business overseas, political unrest, as we have recently seen, or a trade dispute between your country and the foreign one could impact your strategy. By the way, I'm glad to see that some of the U.S.-China stuff may be uh, taking a backseat to the headlines. So once you've gathered up the quantitative data from the sources above, you'll also want to get feedback from a number of different sources. Discuss the above findings with your leadership team and managers to see what their thoughts are about the future of the business. Also, talk with customers and industry experts to see what they think your organization is doing well and what needs improvement. These suggestions could deal with anything from operations to company culture. Combined, all of this data will help you get a better grasp on the future of the business. And you have to organize your raw data with one of the following tools. As I mentioned before, a SWOT analysis, the strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. This exercise offers a helpful way to think about and organize your internal and external data. What are your organization's strong points? What are your organization's weak points? What are your biggest opportunities in the future? And what are the largest threats to your business? Sometimes it's helpful to use the SWOT analysis framework to organize your interview questions for your qualitative data gathering. When was the last time you did one on your company and market? It's a good exercise. There's something called Porter's Five Forces is another tool used to find these inputs. It's a time-honored strategy execution framework built around the competition in your industry. Who are your rivals? What are they doing? You then need to look at the threat of substitutes. Could you change your energy input from coal to natural gas, just as an example? And here's a tip. You may have researched risk assessments, core competencies, scenario planning, or industry scans as part of your strategic planning. If you're wondering where these tools fit, they're all relevant to this first stage of strategic planning. They help you prepare to create the strategic plan. If you have worked through one of these tools before, the results can, in, can act as inputs to help you in the next stage. Now that you're prepared for your strategy, you have a team of people who can help you with the strategic planning process. You have the raw material for, excuse me, for strategy evaluation, including internal and external data, and you can organize your raw data into a SWOT analysis or other plan, strategy planning framework as you begin to create your strategic plan. So next, create the strategic plan. You now have all the background information necessary to create your strategic plan. But this plan doesn't live in a vacuum. So we'll start by revisiting your mission and vision statements and then get into the nuts and bolts of the planning process. Step one is you gotta confirm your mission and vision statements. If you haven't created formal mission and vision statements, this is the time to do it. Again, 
Your mission statement describes what your company does and how it is different from other organizations in your competitive space. Your vision statement describes a future state of what your organization wants to achieve over time. Where the mission is timeless, your vision is time-bound and more tangible. And there are two tools that'll help build your mission and vision statements. The OAS statement. OAS stands for Objective, Advantage, and Scope. Talking through these concepts as they apply to your organization will help formulate a vision that is tangible and interactive. And note that while this exercise may be helpful to you, it is optional. Next is strategic shifts. A second tool some people find helpful is called strategic shifts. These are exercises for the leadership team to help them define today's strategy, excuse me, today's strategic priorities versus tomorrow's. For example, your leadership team may say, we want to shift from central control to autonomy when it comes to our decision-making capability. If the whole team can get on the same page with these shifts, it can help tremendously once you define your objectives, measures, and projects. So there are templates that you can find to fill in all these blanks, but here's a tip. During your search for strategic planning tools, you've almost certainly come across a strategy pyramid. This pyramid can be visualized in countless different ways. The order of the pyramid isn't what's important. The importance lies in ensuring you've chosen the elements in the pyramid that work best for your organization and making sure those components are going to help you achieve strategic success. And if you've already created mission and vision statements, confirm that both are aligned with your current strategy before proceeding to the next step. So the next is to build out your five-year plan. Develop the framework that will hold your high-level priorities. You can use your OAS or strategic shift exercises to help you define your priorities and objectives, but more importantly, you need a way to manage these elements. The way to do this is by selecting and developing a strategy management framework that will bring all your priorities together in one cohesive format. Using a framework such as what is called Balanced Scorecard, or BSC, Theory of Change, TOC, or Objectives and Key Results, OKR, is critical to your strategic success. Many management teams fail at this point simply because of their disorganization. And note, choose only one of these frameworks as they have numerous similarities. The Balanced Scorecard. This was developed by Robert Kaplan and David Norton. It's been one of the world's top strategy management frameworks since its introduction in the early 1990s. Those who use their BSC do so to bring their strategy to life, communicate it across their organization, and track their strategy process and performance. The BSC divides up your objectives by perspectives, be it financial, customer, process, and people, and themes like innovation, customer management, operational excellence, 
etc. The idea of perspectives is fully developed in Norton and Kaplan's book, The Balance Scorecard, Translating Strategy into Action. And here's some examples. Financial goals. What financial goals do you have that will impact your organization? Customer goals. What things are important to our customers, which will in turn impact our financial standings? And process goals. What do we need to do internally to meet our customer goals that will impact our financial standings? And fourth is people or learning and growth goals. What skills, culture, and capabilities do we need to have in our organization to execute on the process that would make our customers happy and ultimately impact our financial standings? Then the theory of change, the TOC. The theory of change is a logic model that describes a step-by-step approach to achieving your vision. The TOC is focused on how to achieve the change you're looking for and is popular amongst mission-driven organizations who are describing a change they're making in the world instead of putting change in their pocket. The idea behind TOC is that if you have the right people doing the right activities, they'll affect change on your customers, which will impact your financials and bring you closer to your vision. And according to the Harvard Family Research Project, the steps to create a TOC are, one, identify a long-term goal, two, conduct backwards mapping. This is to identify the preconditions necessary to achieve that goal. Next would be identify the interventions that your initiatives will perform to create these preconditions. And the fourth is develop indicators for each precondition that will be used to assess the performance of the interventions. And lastly, write a narrative that can be used to summarize the various moving parts of your theory. Objectives and key results, the OKR. OKR was originally created by Intel and is used today in primarily two ways. At the enterprise department level and at the personal performance level. Objectives are goals. Key results are quantitative measures that define whether goals have been reached. The idea is that your defined objectives and measurement help employees, managers, and executives link to and align with overall strategic priorities. Not only does OKR strive to measure whether objectives are successful, but also how successful they are. All these strategic planning frameworks are all meant in different ways to help you organize your objectives, measures, and projects. So it's critical that these elements are well thought out and defined. So here's how objectives, measures, and projects interact. You have a high level goal in mind, your objective. Your measures answer the question, how will I know that we're meeting our goal? From there, initiatives or projects are put in place to answer the question, what actions are we taking to accomplish the goal? 
We've defined each of these concepts more thoroughly with a few business strategy examples. So objectives are high-level organizational goals. The typical BSC has 10, maybe 15 strategic objectives. Some examples might be increased market share through current customers, which would be financial, be service-oriented, which is for customers, achieve order fulfillment excellence through online process improvement, that's an internal event, and align incentives and rewards with employee roles for increased employee satisfaction. That part is about learning and growth. Measures help you understand if you're accomplishing your objectives strategically. They force you to questions like, how do I know that I'm becoming an international recognized brand? Or in most cases, a local recognized brand. Note that while your measures might change, your objectives will remain the same. You may select one to two measures per objectives. So you are aiming to come up with 15 to 20 measures at the enterprise level. Examples of that include cost of goods sold, customer satisfaction and retention, percentage of product defects, percentage of response to open positions. Initiatives are key action programs developed to achieve their objectives. You'll see initiatives referred to as projects, actions, or activities outside of the balanced scorecard. Most organizations will have maybe zero to two initiatives underway for every objective with a total of five to 15 strategic initiatives. Examples of those may include develop quality management programs, install ERP system, revamp supply chain process, or develop competencies mode. Whether or not you're using a balanced scorecard as your strategy framework, you'll benefit from using a, a graphic model to represent your strategic plan. While many people use a, a strategy map, you could also use icons or color coding systems to visually understand how the elements of your strategy work together. If you're just becoming familiar with how strategy mapping works, here's some ideas that will teach you exactly how to read one and what you need to do to create one. You have a fully defined mission and vision to use as you move forward with your strategy implementation progress. You've chosen a strategic framework that'll hold your five-year strategic plan. You've defined objectives, measures, and projects, and you know how they work together. You have a graphic representation of your strategic model. And here's a little tip. If you're feeling the strategic fatigue at this point, it's okay. This is a tiring process. So be careful to tailor everything in, in this area to what those in your organization will tolerate. Putting your strategic plan into practice, the final step, is the key to making it all work during the strategic implementation plan. And getting these details 80% right in a timely fashion is much more important than getting them 100% right in a year. Next, put your strategic plan into practice. All right, so you made it this far. Now you have to be sure you launch correctly. 
To do so, you need someone from the Office of Strategy Management to push the process, ensure resource, resources are aligned to your strategy, put a solid strategy communication program in place, and get technology to keep you organized. So step one is launching your strategy. The Office of Strategy Management is comprised of a group of people responsible for coordinating strategy implementation. This team isn't responsible for doing everything in your strategy, but it should oversee strategy execution across the organization. Typically, the OSM lives in the finance department, or it could be its own separate division that reports directly to the CEO. So creating your internal and external strategy communication plan, there's steps in that. Internal, be sure all elements of your strategy, like strategy maps or logic models, are contained within a larger strategic plan document. If you use strategy software, the strategic plan document will likely be contained there. A great way to be sure your leadership team has a firm grasp on your strategy is to ensure they each have a copy of this. And they can describe the strategy easily to someone who wasn't involved in the creation of it. More broadly, the strategy must be communicated throughout your organization. You should be shouting it from the rooftops to keep it top of mind across your organization. People won't give it a passing thought unless you engage them. So every department head should be charged with explaining how their team fits into the strategy and why it matters. External, you also need to be sure you have a plan for communicating your strategy outside the organization. If you have other board members or partners or, or customers, particularly if your organization is municipal or nonprofit, but we're all in this for profit, so scratch that. Think through how it will be shared and which parts of it are relevant to outside parties. And you got to align your resources to your strategy in the short term, which would be your next budgeting cycle or something similar. Work to structure the budget around the key components of your strategy. You don't need to completely rewire your budget, but you need to create direct linkages between how your resources are allocated and how those efforts support your strategy. Over time, the areas that contribute less directly to strategy goals will become clear, and you can work on gradually aligning everything you find. But even if your budget only extends through the fiscal year, consider how you'll align your strategy to projects in the future. For future resource allocation, link your operations, what some refer to as the work planning process, to your strategy. Your expectation should be that the process of aligning your resources to your strategy can happen within year two of your strategic planning execution. And you got to evaluate the strategy. At this point, your strategy has been launched. Now you need to know whether or not you're making progress. And so here's how you can do that. Ten years ago, you may have evaluated your strategy annually. But in today's business environment, that's not a feasible option. At a minimum, you should be reporting on your entire strategy on a quarterly basis or breaking down your strategy into pieces and reporting on one of those pieces each month. 
the report you use should highlight progress on your measures and projects and how those link to your objectives. The point is to show how all these elements fit together and relate to the strategic plan as a whole. So as we're getting ready to, to close here, uh, remember uh, that the equipment business isn't as complex as much of these theories and plans state, but some of these ideas can be very useful for the success of your business. And remember, if things get tough, hope is not a strategy. And as always, if you want to reach me or comment, I'd love to get some comments. Rental Equip Talk Radio at gmail.com, or you can actually pick up the phone and call me or text me at 504 615 0540. And remember that you can always listen on demand after the show. And I hope some of this stuff discussed today either helped or provoked more questions for the success of your business. Next week, an open forum with more interesting ideas on management and leadership. Don't forget about my book on Amazon. Screw you. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. And yes, it's about the rental business. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a topic, just let me know. And don't forget about WGO Consulting if you're looking to move your business. Today's quote, diplomacy is the art of telling people where to go to hell in such a way they ask you for directions. So said Winston Churchill. You know, as always, it's, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I am Donald Charbonnet, uh, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, always make time for the things that make you happy to be alive. Be safe and good renting and have a safe week. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.